his mercies and say, Lord, we give you all the glory. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for all that you will do. Thank you because you are our blessing. You are our source. You are our hero. You are our king. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we appreciate you. You are awesome in this place. Mighty God, you are awesome in this place. Our Father, you are worthy of our praise. Unto you our heart is you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome, Lord. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome, Lord. You are awesome in this place, our Father. And so, Father, we worship you tonight. We give you all the glory. We say, Father, like never before, bless us tonight. Crown us with your goodness. And bless us with your mercy in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. Manifesting the oil of favor manifest it's not enough for you to carry favor you must manifest it manifesting the oil of favor we are reading from the book of first Samuel chapter 16 verses 1 and 2 and we are now reading verses 10 to 13 then we are going to talk about three or four things and uh, quickly we are going to pray on that first Samuel chapter 16 verses 10 to 13 if you are there you can project it are you there? Technical group, are you there? Felix, are you there? First Samuel chapter 16, verse 1 and 2, very quickly, and verses 10 to 13. If you are there, raise up your hand. Let me know you are there. I'm still waiting. What's happening? First Samuel 16, verses 1 and 2, and verses 10 to 13. Please be fast tonight. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your own with oil. Go, I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. Somebody say amen. amen. Say powerful amen. amen. The Lord will anoint you with favor in Jesus name. Amen. And Samuel said how can I go? If so he has it he will kill me. But the Lord said take a heifer with you and say I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Verses 10 to 13. 
We are talking about the anointing of favor. Manifesting the favor of God or manifesting the oil of favor over your life. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen this. Verse 11, quickly. And Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Then he said, there remain yet, remains yet the youngest. And he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him. For we will not sit down until he comes here. Verse 12, quickly. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Say amen. amen. Say another amen. Verse 13. Verse 13, quickly put on verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord though. Now, now a technical group, please download easy to read translation on your, on your computer so that when I want to compare notes, you can project it. Now, what the Bible is saying here is that David was anointed among his brothers. Now, it was the oil of favor because he was not the tallest, he was not the biggest, he was not the oldest. In fact, the Bible says when the first son appeared, Samuel says, surely the Lord anointed is here. And the Lord said, no, no, I'm not looking at his height, neither am I looking at his appearance. I look at the heart. I have not chosen this one. So Samuel became a little bit more relaxed when the Lord rejected the first one. He knew that whatever he's going to do must be precise. So, and as each one was passing, not one, not two, seven. God said no. God said no to all the presentations of uh, Jesse. Presented people that he thought they are worthy to be king. That's why I'm saying this oil is an oil of favor. Presented all that he thought should be the king. Then he asked him, don't you have any other one? Is there any remnant? Any child maybe that you have given birth to by mistake. Or the one that you consider not worthy. Or the one that is not fit. Or the one that should not be considered for this kingship position. And he said, yet he remained one. And uh, we have decided to keep him in the field to watch over the sheep. And Samuel said, a profound statement. Go and fetch him. We will not sit down until you bring him here. That tells you there's something unusual about David. And I'm praying for you this month, there'll be something unusual about you. Nations will wait for you. Kings will wait for you. Men of God will wait for you. God will anoint you with favor. Now, please get it clear. When the oil of favor is upon you, even everyone wait at times to answer you. We will not sit down until you bring him here. And the moment the boy appeared, the Lord said, he's the one. Anoint him. And look at things that they said about him. He's good looking. He's not old. He's ruddy. He has a good appearance. And the Bible says, in the midst of his brothers, I don't know how his brother will feel. The youngest was asked to Nidan, and the man of God anointed him. That's to tell you that the oil of favor has nothing to do with people's feeling. By qualification, by experience, by maturity, he was not fit to be the king. But God decided to anoint him with favor. I'm not going to the detail on why God chose him or who is going to be the next king in Amis, or why. I'm going to go into how did David manifest this oil of favor. My fashion history translation says, immediately the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. He rushed upon him and gave him four things. Four things happened immediately in his life. Number one, David suddenly became a musician. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? He said, it means celebration. 
when you carry the oil of favor you become the celebrant you celebrate at all times this has nothing to do with money a lot of you think that joy is uh, synonymous with money there are so many rich people that are not happy now Saul was in the palace the Bible said the spirit of the Lord troubled him to make him sad somebody in the palace commander of the army of Israel on the throne no rifle anointed by God supported by prophet yet he was always sad and his servant said to him it is obvious that what is troubling you it is not from man it is from the Lord a demon is tormenting you to make you sad you are depressed not because you don't have money you are depressed not because nobody like you you are depressed because you are not celebrating something and most likely, when you are not a celebrant or you are not happy, something is, I don't want to use the word organic, fundamentally wrong with you. I'm, I'm still going to talk about what makes David unique. You will see it. But number one is that he suddenly became a celebrant in the jungle. Nobody was on his side, but the Bible says he started playing music and singing song. He was just a happy person. He was a celebrant. What was he celebrating for? Nobody knows. He was just singing. He was just happy. And people around him notice that this boy is always happy. So they also said concerning him, the spirit of the Lord is with him. Anyone that is constantly rejoicing, is not rejoicing because of physical appearance in his life. He's probably rejoicing because the oil of joy is on the inside. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Things are not bad because of the way things look around you. They are probably bad because of the way you feel about things around you. Things are not bad. Not, nothing is so bad for you to be sad about. There's absolutely nothing. Because the Bible says we should cast all our worries on him for he cares for us. Nothing absolutely should make you sad. Why? You will not be sad today. The joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, it is the joy of the Lord that makes things happen. Compulsorily, you must be happy. You must find a reason to thank the Lord. Things are working well. Thank God and be happy. Because you have a God that will always make things to work. Things are not working well. Thank God and be happy. Because you have a God that can change situation. Number one manifestation of favor is celebrations. And rejoicing in Luke chapter 15, verses 24, 21 to 24. When the prodigal boy returned, the father said, Bring the boy here to me, change his dress, let's kill the fattest calf, and begin to make merry. He said, For this, my son was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found. And when the elder brother heard the music, the celebration, he said, What is happening? He said, because your father has received your brother safely. That's how my other pastor put it. He has received him safely. And the Bible says, the elder brother was not happy about it. Why will you celebrate somebody that is safe without any money? Why will you celebrate somebody that is returning from a long journey without any tangible money for him to show? He said, no. And the Bible says, the holier brother will not go inside. And the father came out and pleaded with him and told him emphatically, it is right that we make merry for this, your brother. In other words, you are part of the celebration. Don't remove yourself. He is your brother. He said, this is your son. He said, no, no, no. He's not only my son. He's also what? Your brother. You can bring yourself in. You can take yourself out. Uh, what is the relationship between the one that is the celebrant? Is my aunt. Is my brother. Is my cousin. You can bring yourself in. Ah, you can bring yourself out. I say, I don't know him. The father says, You are part of this celebration. In fact, you have the right to celebrate more, more than the servant. Celebration is a mark of favor upon your life. So I want to pray for you tonight. Throughout this month, you are going to celebrate. You will find a reason to rejoice. 
you will find a reason to sing a song of joy. In fact, this month they will call you musician. In the mighty name of Jesus. David loved singing, loved celebrating, loved rejoicing. And he wrote most of the Psalms. When you are somebody that loves celebration, you love singing, you are likely going to be loaded with inspirations. Inspiration comes from a heart of celebration. If you are somebody that don't like singing, you don't like anything, you will lack inspiration. You are going to lack inspiration. People that compose songs, they compose songs because they feel there is something for them to celebrate. If you don't feel there is something to celebrate, you will never have a song to sing. You will never have a song to sing. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we are like them that dream dream. Our mouth was filled with laughter. Our tongue was filled with singing. Celebration is what causes you to sing. Okay, this month you are going to sing a song of joy. A song of gladness. A song of the celebrants. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say the loudest, Amen. And the day of your joy, your mouth will not lack song. Somebody will celebrant. Oh, yeah, corny. I say, eh. Um, it's so that your heart is not deep if it's sweet to your belly you will find a song you will look for a song that you love so much and you will sing it this month you are going to sing the song of the celebrant number one mark of the anointing upon the head of David was he become the celebrant he was always rejoicing he was always happy was always singing. Number two mark of the oil of favor upon your life is that you become bold and courageous. You become bold. The oil of favor make you bold. Look at the life of David. In fact, the Bible says he make him. Is it the and says, and the oil came upon him and make him a powerful warrior. Very bold. He called him brave. If you are a child of favor, you will not be fearful. Fear is a sign of inferiority complex. Fear is a sign that you believe that God is not on your side. Fear is a sign that you believe in evil. You are likely thinking that the worst will happen. Not the good one will happen. When you are bold, it's a sign that you believe that you are special. It's a sign that you believe that something is always working for you. It's a sign that you know that God will not disappoint you. That even if things go wrong, towards the last minute, God is going to change the thing. There's nothing that God cannot do. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. He said, we have known, we have believed the love that the Father has for us. He that is afraid, verse 18, does not believe that God loves him. He said he has not been made perfect in love. Anyone that is living in fear, there is no fear in love, but perfect love, which is the love of Christ. Cast out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So the only thing to conquer fear is for you to believe in the love of God. And when you believe in the love of God, you'll be bold and courageous towards life. Because you know that you are special. And because you are special, this month you will be bold. You will be courageous. I say you will be bold. You will not be timid. You will be courageous. In the mighty name of Jesus. David fought many battles, but never lost anyone. But one of the things that was instrumental to this was he always believed that God loves him. Look at, look at 1 Samuel chapter 17. A chapter after this. People are running away from Goliath. He said, the Lord that was with me when I fought a lion and a bear, that same God will be with me. The same God that has been with you in January, in February, March, in April, that same God will be with you in May. He will not abandon you. He will not disappoint you. And if you are sick today, and you have been sick before, you have been ill before, the same God that healed you in the past, he will heal you again. He can do it over and over again. Whatever you expect him to do that he has done before, he's going to repeat it this month. He will give you another favor again. 
that was that is the mindset of somebody that is bold and courageous he said let nobody fear this man i'm going to fight him i'm going to fight him they say ah but you are young you do not have experience he said, it does not matter it's insulting god i'm going to fight this man i'm going to wage war against it i'm going to win this battle they said no 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 don't kill yourself his brother said it's because you are proud he said no i'm not proud i am courageous i'm brave i'm bold there's nothing that god cannot do i will risk my life and when the king said no 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 we know you love the nation please let's do the analysis you can't do it he said i can't they said how can you he said i was in my father's ship the lion came up to me i ran against the lion that itself is courage and boldness and i said to myself not over my watch you can't steal my animal I ran towards the lion. If you see a lion taking one sheep, what will you do? Huh? You run the other side. Oh. You run the other side. You run. I don't know whether you have watched the clip of one man in the US. He was preaching. He wanted to show people what fear is. And he looked like this. He heard the microphone. And he started running outside. What happened? And the member of the church, all of them started running away from the church. And he said, oh, sorry, sorry. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. And people say, this man is a devilish. How can you use that as a joke? Because people really injure themselves. It was all over. He said, we're just trying to see how people can be confident. He just looked towards the entrance of the church. Pick the microphone. And he started running. And before you know it, everybody, if I did not look at the back to see what was going How many of you have watched that thing before? You have watched it before? Ah! People are not watching anything, no. They, they show him running and all the conditions are running. We tend to believe in fear more than faith. If I say, look from behind me, somebody's building 10,000, 10, I say, ah, 10,000. I want Ponzi scheme, not to be there. <laughs> but when it comes to something that is of fear, we tend to believe without even looking sideways. But you know what the Bible says? God has not given us the spirit of fear. Uh, he has not given us what? But of what? Of boldness and of what? Of love and of sound mind. If you have been afflicted before, the Bible says affliction will not arise a second time. No more affliction in your life. No more disaster in your life. No more evil news in your life. That same God will uphold his word over your life in Jesus name. The evil that you are constantly expecting will not happen. <laughs> because even you see some believers, they enter the faculty as a enter. The Holy Spirit said to me, This faculty will have accident. Why will the Holy Spirit say, Even if the faculty is about to have accident because of you, the faculty will not be involved in an accident again? Hello, somebody. Okay, all the bad dreams you have them about yourself will not happen. Do you know some people take their dream as a religion? They take their dream as a religion. And you cannot imagine how many people are constantly dreaming bad dreams against themselves and against other people in the church. They are constantly dreaming bad dreams. Sometimes ago, years back, when I started pastoring over Coma, I was trying to purchase something. I don't know, I miscalculated the car that was coming. So I, I, I drove wrongly. And the man that was coming from the east gave me a very sharp head-on collision. It was boa. Same time. Omuba was in front. He was maybe around five years old today. And uh, he parked the feku. The man said that you have to buy the headlamp. I bought the headlamp. Took my feku to a panabita and they repair it. And I gave the testimony on Sunday that I nearly died though, that I was trying to take a bend and the that was on his feet. Hit me from the front. As one says, Kim, sir, I dreamed that you die. <laughs> oh my God. I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I said, You are dreaming my death. How old am I? How old am I? I was much more younger. I only had them over that time. I said, You are dreaming. He said, Ever since I've been praying. Ah. I said, You, you are a devil. You are a devil. You should be ashamed to say that dream. So I know that people dream bad dream. 
Whatever I represent your bad dream, it will not come to pass. Your bad dream will not come to pass. Against you, against your friend in Jesus' name. One of the things that make you expect the good things of life is courage and boldness. Courage and boldness. Even when bad things are about to happen, you say, maybe a miracle will happen. Maybe something unique will happen. Maybe favor will show up. Maybe God is going to answer. Maybe something. You are going to be scooping and be looking for testimony around that will support what you are expecting. Because you are confident in God. The Bible says, cast not away therefore your what? Your confidence. He said, it adds great reward. Great, don't cast away your confidence. When you don't have confidence about life, even when you dress up, it does not fit you. Because your face is filled and look hopeless. I will be asking you, kilo share. Go see. Go see. They don't know it's depression. And depression comes when you lack courage, you lack confidence, you lack boldness to face life. Somebody said to enjoy life, more face all our challenges and overcome them. It's not that you choose the one that you like. You face all of them and overcome them. With courage, you can overcome them. One of the mark of favor that you believe that you are faithful by God is that you become courageous about life. Courageous. I've seen weak people becoming strong. Believing God that God is going to help them. Somebody entered my office and said, as I am, I have no body. There is no hope. I cannot pass through this school. There is nothing I can do. I say, who said that? Based on your experience about life, that's why you are thinking that you have nobody. Help will come to you from unexpected quarters. That's the way it happened. God will not abandon you. You will finish well. You will finish strong. You will pay all the fuel. And God will feed you. And still give you surplus. He said, no, 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 daddy. Yeah, understand. I say, that is in your house. By my father's house, there are connections. And after some time, it braced up. So he came into my office one day. He said, sir, I want to pay for all the money. I said, where do you get it? He said, I don't know. Now God, somebody decided to be sponsoring me. Not from here, not from the church. From whom? Just send all the money. I said, you know, when you came in the first time, what did you say? You have nobody. When you have God, you have somebody. And you should have courage and boldness towards life. Don't feel that you are helpless. Don't feel that you are helpless. Don't feel that you are helpless. This month of favor, you will be bold. You'll be courageous. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, verse 5 verse 9, the Lord said to Joshua, be bold, be courageous, for it is you that will defy the land. I don't have the mind of appointing another leader. You are going to finish this journey well, oh. Don't think you are going to die like Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. He did not read the promise. But you, you are going to reach your promised land. Put it on Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, verse 5. Whichever one you see first. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Say to your neighbor, say be courageous. Be bold. Say be strong. Say, God will be with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will abandon his purpose in your life. Say, therefore, be bold. The oil of favor is upon you. Be bold. One of the things that you must notice when God has departed a man is fear. Another thing that happened to Saul is that when the Spirit of the Lord left him, he became sad. The other thing they say happened to him was he became fearful. Even when there was no war. In the palace, he was afraid. Oh, I tell you, Saul was favored. Nobody was chasing him. He started chasing imaginary enemies. He was unnecessarily fearful. I can't tell you what fear can do. But I will tell you this. I'll just give you a small clip of what something that happened to somebody that was afraid in his palace. He was afraid. 
was too much afraid. And he jumped from the upstairs down. He said somebody chasing him. You might have known this story. Running from imaginary enemy. Running from imaginary enemy. Was afraid. Saul became fearful unnecessarily in the palace. He was afraid. He was not bold. He was, he was afraid about so many things. At the time, he became afraid of even David. As long as this boy is alive, my generation will not become king. You are, not, you are talking about your generation. You are not talking about what God is saying concerning you. Forget about your generation. Think about yourself. Are you going to be the one that will enjoy your generation or your generation will enjoy themselves? Stop worrying about those things. He was afraid about his children. Jonathan even called his father. Daddy, don't worry. Leave him. David is my friend. Whether I became the king and I became the slave, it doesn't matter. We are friends. He said, no, no, no. You are a stupid boy. You swear. Don't you know that boy must be killed? And he was fighting David. He never killed him. Even when David was persistently saying, I can never kill you. If God will not kill you, I will not kill you. Pursue God. You don't have problem. He was pursuing David. He was not pursuing the Philistine again. He started pursuing David. He was afraid. Afraid of so many things. Afraid of his life. Afraid of his position. Afraid about his children. And that fear kill him. You will not be afraid. One of the weapons that the devil uses against people is fear. Unnecessary fear. Unnecessary fear. Say to yourself, I will not be afraid. See, I carry the oil of favor. Open my head. I will be bold and courageous. I will enjoy my life to the fullest. In the mighty name of Jesus. God has not given me the spirit of fear. I refuse to be afraid. I will not be afraid of tomorrow. I will not be afraid of what I shall eat. I will not be afraid of what people say. I will not be afraid of anybody. I receive grace to be bold and courageous in the name of Jesus. Look at it. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I will with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Please put on verse, verse 6. This is a wonderful promise. Put on verse 6. Verse 6. Joshua chapter 1 verse 6. Quickly. Be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I showed to their fathers to give them. They don't say, eh, the way Moses died, I'm going to die. You will not die prematurely. You will finish your race. You will complete the projects. You are not saying me very well, oh. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You know, I've discovered that your boldness in life is determined by the longevity of your parents. Some people, when they reach the age that their parents die, they become afraid. Maybe, maybe I'm going to die. And some people that have fathers or mothers that live long, they tend to be more courageous about life. I was talking to one professor that came from a faith, and he said, the man, Afebala, said, he's not born again, he said, he's 92 now, I learned his name, he said, he's going, still going to live another 32 more years, minimum. And he said, Baba, why? He said, because his mother died at 137, his father died at 142. Why should he die less with all the knowledge? And but you know there are some people at 60 they are afraid. They say, ah, my father died at 60. I should be afraid. <laughs> they are afraid. But somebody is saying that ah, if my mother lived 137 and my father 142, afraid is because maybe I'm not eating enough of effort. It should be around 120, 125. That's the way he was thinking. He was not even thinking about death at all. A man of 92 years old still attending to file, signing all documents at Afer Balola. Most of his friends are dead though, but yet he's doing, doing well. In fact, he started that university at the age of 80. He started giving out money at the age of 90. Gave 1, 1 million to farmers at the age of 90. And he was saying he's still not going to die. He will live minimum of 30 years more. 30. 30 period. He said minimum of 30 years more. God will give you grace to be bold. 
and may you expect more from the Lord in Jesus name number three oil of favor or things that help you to manifest the favor of God or that show that God has favor you is obedience obedience first Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 to 23 when you see a man that is favored by God they tend to hear instruction and obey they tend how do you know that the oil of favor has departed soul? They told him, why did you disobey God? He said, it's for God. They said, God is not happy. He said, let him not be happy. What is my own? They are always, when you see somebody that carries favor, their ears will be open to obey God. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 to 23. Let's be fast about it. 15, 15. First Samuel chapter 15. 15, 22. So Samuel said, as the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed, in other words, to hear than the fat of ram. God is not interested in activity. God is interested in obedience. How am I sure that the Holy of Favor is upon you? You want to obey God. What will the Lord want me to do? Even Saul, the moment he converted, and the Lord said, it is dangerous for you to be fighting against me. I'm the Lord Jesus. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? People that carry favor, they always obey God easily. They obey God easily. Lord, what do you want me to do? But when you see somebody, they say, God said this. Hey, I don't care what God says. Who cares? It's a sign that that person does not carry favor. When you carry the oil of favor, obedience to God will be very easy. You will know that God has been good to you and you find it difficult to disobey him. Case to follow was Joseph. Potiphar's wife entreated him to lie down with him. He said, don't worry, I will favor you the more. He said, how can I do this wicked act and sin against God? I would rather obey God than to obey you. Evidence of God's favor is obedience. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Stubbornness. Look at it. Rebellion. Doing something against the will of God intentionally. The Bible says you are a witch. Anybody that knows that this is the will of God, but I'm not going to do it. He said he's a witch. He said it's like, it's like witchcraft. And the Bible says suffer not a witch to live. Except you don't know. But when somebody tells you that, don't you feel this is the will of God? He say, if it's the will of God, I never know. I'm sorry. I've been stupid. Lord, have mercy on me. You are willing to obey God easily. It's a sign that the oil of favor is upon you. But if you willfully disobey God, it's what we call rebellion. Rebellion is you refuse to hear whatever God wants to say on an issue. He say, I've made up my mind. And when I say, Oh, Daro, no, no, no. That is rebellion. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcrafting. That's what Apostle Samuel said. It's an apostle in his rank. This word he said here is very heavy and it's relevant to people that follow God under the New Testament. The fact that we are under grace does not mean we should be disobedient. The Bible says, shall we continue in sin? And say what? He said, even though we are not following the law, but we are following instructions. You cannot disobey the instruction of God and say grace should continue. God cannot be speaking to you and you are disobeying. And we have so many people like that in the church. Let all men you know, prove to you as their wise. God will remain the wisest. In fact, his foolishness is better than the wisdom of men. So he's more intelligent than your grandfather. Whatever he says is right. So you must be humble before him and obey him. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness. Rebellion and stubbornness. Which one is heavier? Prof, which one is heavier? Who are the professors of English here? When they say somebody is stubborn, is it a good attribute? The landlord can't talk to you. People in the church can't talk to you. 
Nobody around you can talk to you. When you are annoyed, nobody can say sorry. Nobody can beg you. You are just a stubborn person. Some students are here. You know some of the students that are stubborn. Do you remember their name? Say, this one is stubborn. Stubborn. The Bible says stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. It's like you are worshipping demon. Because we have rejected the word of the Lord, let's put it in the right way. Because we have disobeyed the instruction of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being the king. This was the genesis of God anointing another person. God was so annoyed that he said, no, I don't want him again. This is a genuine disobedience. It's coming from the heart and I don't want it. Whatever you don't want to permit, you should not tolerate it. It's very important. It's very important. I know there are some people that maybe you disobey easily and nobody talks. But be careful. Because God is a God of knowledge. With him all actions are way. God knows when you are disobeying because you don't know. God knows when you know. And you said, Kosintio Shele. Kosintio Shele. You know, some people say that. Kosintio Shele. Ironi Bogwe. Ironi Bogwe. I will do it. People like Samson. They say, yeah, Samson, Samson. God has said we should not marry from that tribe. Ah, don't. He said, Kosintio Shele. Oh, Samson. Samson, you are in Nazareth from the womb. Don't take anything that is from a dead animal. Because it can decrease your anointing. See, anointing will. Anointing that I carry is permanent. How young anointing? They call it metallic. The other time I was with the Alot, I came back anointed again. God was watching him. Was watching him. Number three sign of favor is that you obey God easily. You don't get over God. You can't become his boss. No matter how much we rise, we still be his baby. And we see this house instruction to us as a baby. And we must obey him. No matter how we feel. I told you a man of God in Ghana. Ted Agabil. He said. came to his church. Two weeks before his death. And the Lord told him. To another bishop's church. The Lord told him. Uh, that bishop from Nigeria. Package an offering. And go and give him. And he went there early. Package his offering. You know, take Agadmil is a medical doctor that's done preacher. Put it in his pocket. And he said, Bishop Isaiah moved from the podium and came to his side. And he started slap, slapping me at the back. This guy, he was using him as an example. This guy, he was snapping from the back. Ah. He said, at the time, he felt irritated. Preach the word now. Why are you beating me in front of everybody? He was using him as an example. Why is this man doing like that? He will still go to him, shake him and pat him at the back. He said at the time, he got annoyed. And he said, I won't give him any honorarium again. This man does not befit honorarium. He's not a good man of God. How can you be preaching and you are just hitting people? If you want to make emphasis, shout through the mic. They went back home in annoyance. He said, and God told him. He was the one that said it himself. God told him, Go and give the money to him. He said, no, God. That's not a good man of God. He said, God told him, it's because you feel important. That is why you are annoyed. If you are a baby, no matter what they do to you, you will not be annoyed. You see yourself as a child. He said, who told you that you are important? He said, all of a sudden, he was looking at himself. It's true. Who told me I'm important? Why can't I be beaten? If you want to use me as an example, why can't you use me? I'm an ordinary person. Say, because you now believe you're an ordinary person, carry that money. Go and look for the hotel and give it to him. And he said he was surprised. He entered the hotel and the man of God said, Nidan. And he started prophesying and started blessing him. He said he was quite another person in the hotel. Very friendly, counseling him and talking to him and blessing him. You will not disobey God. 
I've told you before. My own story is like that. That's why I can't forget that story. I was going to attend one big bishop meeting here in town years back, even before this church was established. And the Lord told me, he said, package and offer it for him. When he finished ministering, go to him and give him the honorarium and tell him that you have prepared this for him. And I was taking a turn towards where I was meeting. Somebody stopped me and said, Pastor, God asked me to give you a gift. It looked like a greeting card in those days. And I opened, and money started coming out. I said, ah, it is money that this one put inside this envelope. It's a white big envelope. And the Lord said to me, I'm using it to confirm it. Now, hard it to the one you want to give him. And give him everything. I said, yeah, no problem. So I put everything in my envelope. I said, it's even better. It will be fatter. And, I, and as I sat down, I don't know what he has been preaching. Oh, he said, all of you should give me money. Ah, I said, can you say something like that? I've never had a preacher saying directly, raw like that. I've never had it like that before. He said, when I finish preaching, you line up. I will take an honorarium for all of you. Then I will pray for you. I said, lie, lie, not my money. Not my money. I said, even if God says so, because you are saying it yourself, I won't give you. I was not happy. And I didn't listen to any other thing that he said. I didn't listen. Because I felt it was a prosperity message. What was preaching was irritating me. Why would you give me money? I've come here, I've preached. He was saying things so raw that I could not comprehend getting any blessing from his message. And I carried my money home. I also carried my money home. And God said to me, look for where he is around and go and give him the money. So, I went and I, I thought I would be the only person giving him the money. But you know, there were men of God, members of the church that lied down and he now said we should be coming five by five. <laughs> you have not seen anything. If you collect the five envelope, Leon, God, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you, God. The Lord bless you. 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 Well, I know. Whether he said it or he didn't say it, it's God that asked me to come. So when I came, he said, The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. He held my hand. He said, Stay back. He asked them to go. He said, Protocol. Suspend every other meeting. Sit down here. You're a man of God. I've not started ministry. And he started praying for me. He said, I should need that. I need that. He prayed and prayed. He said, I should sit down and discuss with him. Where are you now? What are you doing now? When are you moving to your calling? What? He said so many things to me. Then I stood up. I thanked him and I went. After I've reached some place about a kilometer, I turned back. I felt I forgot something that I didn't tell him. And he has not received another person. And he told him, the man that you are talking with, that you want to see you again, say, let him come in. He said, why did you come back? I said, I don't know. He said, neither again. And he prayed for me again and again. I can never forget obeying God. I'm not saying obeying man. I'm not cajoling you to give. I'm not saying do what somebody asks you to do. I'm telling you one of the mark of favor is obedience to God. Nobody disobey God and move up. There's nobody that willfully said, I know this is what God is telling me to do, but I will not do it. God asked me to forgive, but I made up my mind I won't forgive. Till I see Jesus himself. God has asked me to do this, but I will not do it. It's foolishness that make a man disobey God. Number three, mark of favor is obedience to God. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. If you are favored by God, you will obey God. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I am favored by you. I must obey you. You have been too good to me. I must obey you. Why should I murmur? Why should I complain? Why should I be rebellious? Why? Why should I be stubborn? I'm a child in your house. Lord, I will obey you. It's a mark of favor. And I'm going to honor you with my obedience. All the days of my life. Whatever you say that I know, I'm going to do it. Not because I'm forced to do anything, but your will will be my command. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive grace to obey you. 
anyone that is constantly disobeying God is a mark that is not favored. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and talk to God and say, God, I receive grace to obey you at all time. Lord, help me to obey you. No matter how it feels, no matter how difficult it may look, I receive grace to obey God. In the month of favor, I'm going to obey God as a mark of honor to the Lord. Whatever God says, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to obey God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number one mark of favor is obedience to God. Lord, I receive grace to obey you in my journey of life. Help me to obey you in the mighty name of Jesus. I will hear your voice. I will heed your voice. I will do according to your instruction. I will not disobey God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I receive grace to obey you. I receive grace to obey you. Nothing will be difficult for me to obey. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not be stubborn. I will not be rebellious. But Lord, you give me grace to obey your instruction concerning everything that I do in life. In the mighty name of Jesus, grace to obey you. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Raise your right hand to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace to celebrate throughout this month. The joy of the Lord be my strength. Grace to celebrate. I receive it this month. Go ahead and pray and pray and pray and pray and say, Lord, because of your favor, I'm going to celebrate this month. We are praying, we are praying for prayers. So let's pray very well and say, Lord, grace to celebrate. Go ahead and talk to God. Even when other people are sad, when men are saying there is a casting down, I will say there is a lifting up, lifting up, lifting up, lifting up in the name of Jesus. I receive grace to celebrate and to rejoice. I will not be depressed. I will not be depressed this month. The joy of the Lord become my strength. I'll be happy throughout this month. In the name of Jesus. Grace to celebrate. Grace to rejoice. Grace to be the celebrant. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Bold. I'll be bold. I will not be timid. I'll be strong. I'll be courageous. I will not be fearful because the favor of God is on my side. I receive grace for boldness. Grace for boldness. Grace to live a courageous life in the name of Jesus. I will not be fearful. I'll be bold. I will confront my Goliath. I receive grace to encourage myself and to be bold over the affairs of life in the mighty name of Jesus. I will overcome all challenges that may come my way. I will not dwell on evil. I will not think on evil. I will expect great things. I will expect favor. I will expect blessing. I will expect expansion in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive grace for boldness. Grace for boldness. The righteous is as bold as a lion. The righteous are always expecting favor. I will be bold. When I sleep, I will wake up. I will not die prematurely. In the name of Jesus. Grace for boldness. Grace for great happenings. I receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. I receive grace to be bold. I will be bold. I will not expect evil. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will be bold. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. The fourth one we are going to pray about, I don't have time to explain that, is grace to think right. You know, you cannot help a man that is not thinking right. And there are so many believers that are not thinking right. Oh. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The Bible says, the anointing of God was upon him to think right. That was how easy to read translation. He was prudent in thoughts and careful to speak. The way you think affects a lot of things about you. The way, and at times, 
when you are an adult, nobody wants to correct your thinking process. Do you know what they do? They avoid you. When they discover that your thinking pattern is wrong, people just avoid you. They will not say you are mad, but they will say, mm. nobody can change him. Nobody can change her. Is the way you think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And when your thinking process is wrong, is a mark that you are not favored. People that are favored, they have right perception towards life. And perception most time is stronger than reality. When you think right, you are likely going to have right relationship and companion around you. But when your thinking process is wrong, right people move away from you. And you don't know the reason why they hate you. It's because of the way you think. David was anointed. He became brave and powerful. He said, he's a man that thinks right. That's one of the recommendations they give to Saul. When you get home, read, easy to read translation. That's one of the qualifications they give him. He said, he's a man that thinks right. Who wants to have somebody that doesn't think right in his house? Somebody said to me today, he said, pastor, let me tell you, when you have somebody that is thinking wrong, every good intention will be misinterpreted wrongly. Even when you greet them, say, Oh, she And maybe the person that was just saying that was just saying it casually. Have you seen people like that? Even when you have a good intention, they will turn into fight. They say, Ko so dada, only intention kan, to vi so banye, mo befun. It's the way you are thinking that that person has something in mind. But you know, to the pure, your thought is clean. Your thought is pure. And because of that, you tend to attract favor. He's a mark of favor. They say he's a man that thinks right. And that's one of the prayers that we must pray. You can't say you are favored and you are thinking wrong at all times. Because at times, when you open your heart to tell people how you think, we say, ah, I was just doing my own thing, my own way. I was saying, Ronnie, Ronnie. Say, ah, so you are going to pray. A mark of favor is that you think right. When the favor of God come upon you, you think right. You think simply. You think the way God wants you to think. And as you think, more favor come upon you. In fact, one of the things that attract blessing is the way you think. The way you think is how can watch it? David is playing up to comfort your brain to make King David, King Saul happy. He was playing, and a man that was making you happy, you fire a javelin at him. Look at the way he's thinking. A man that is dying, he's thinking about his son, he's not even thinking about his life. And the man that is singing to make you happy is what you want to kill. If you kill him, don't you know you are killing yourself? The Bible says anytime David sink like this, demon will leave him. He will be happy. So, and he wants to kill his own joy. And David said, please, let me ask your father, what did I do to deserve his death? So Jonathan said, daddy, he said, as long as that boy is alive, you will not be on the throne. He said, daddy, if you mean, if you throne, and he wanted to kill Jonathan too. If you kill Jonathan and you kill David, who will now reign after you? Not. This, that was the way he was thinking. You can be sure that demon is making him mad. And at a time, David had to run away. In fact, there was a time he sent soldiers into his own bedroom to kill David while he was sleeping. Thank God that his wife heard about it. And he used all this uh, baby to cover him like a human being and ask him to escape in the night. Otherwise, he had been killed. And they came and they started stabbing Pilo. They said, Why? And one day, he gathered his army. Let's chase David. This small boy, run away from you, you are chasing. 
And two times, David told him, Sir, I don't want to kill you. He took his clothes and showed him. He said, I've repented. Another time, he changed. He's going to fight him. And he fought David until the Philistine killed him. The way he was thinking is a sign that the favor of God has left him. He started fighting useless battles. Useless battles. There are battles that are important. There are battles that are useless. When you are not thinking right, you face useless battles. We are going to pray for grace to think right this month. That the Lord will sanctify our thought. Every great blessing is as a result of great thoughts. Every invention, every good thing in life is as a result of good thought. In fact, every beauty begins with the thought. If your thought life is beautiful, your life will be decorated. I can assure you that. If you are blessed in the way you think, you will look handsome. Because when you are putting on this dress in the morning, you think about who you are. You think about what you are going to represent. You look at your face in the mirror. But if your thought is, alone wo me gun, only wo wicked jeans, since you sell it, you sell it, just show one. You start beginning to wear the one, one cut and be, one cut and be, cut and be. You say, see me, you'll find me. If I can't demand my word now, and everybody will be looking at you as a mad person. You know, at times, I don't like correcting people. I want other people to correct you. We once had a staff, a lady, that normally dressed like Kashewo, tight jeans, chain here, chain here, bumper top. Mm, pastor will not look that side because he said, Kill a wood. So I left her. I said, The day we come, one of the students will show her. So one day, one student started wearing all these cut jeans. This and I say, Come here, you come here, come here. You don't look like a student. That jeans is torn. He says, Excuse me, ma, you don't look like a lecturer. Yeah, here, here. He said, I will slap. He said, If you slap me, I will slap you too, ma. <laughs> he said, You don't look like a lecturer. Look at the way you dress. Look at jeans. Are you going to an hotel? Going to an hotel. Why should you be seeing your your, your dodo? Why? Why? Here, here, here. Yeah, I say it is not me that see it. Now student see I'm not me. I didn't see you. I did not see you. Say you don't you too, you don't look like a lecturer. You are always wearing tight jeans. Kill and wa, kill and wa. The lady just left. Who left in you gently? <laughs> yeah, yeah. the way you think determine the way you dress they call this a mission school you are dressing half naked dressing without bra showing off your shame so then they say they are sagging even the so called sack the the dudu as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You are just showing us your picture. You are showing us who you are. When you think right, your life will be beautiful. You know, at times when I look at you, the fact that I don't correct you is that I'm pitying you. I say, I boni romuleti wa ani bo. I want to answer you. No, can you mommy ani bo la tu jasi? I bo la tu jasi yo. We I bo la muleti oko wona ti bavai. I bo la ti very very. And they will feel that they are in town. On rain. So I'll just leave you. I say, I just feel it. You will think right. Let's pray. Raise your hands to heaven. Lord, I receive grace to think well, to think right. It's a mark of favor when you are thinking right. A young man that is thinking right is a sign that he's going far. 
a man that is not thinking right is a sign that is not favor lord i receive grace to think right grace to think right to always think what is right what is noble what will be a divine i receive grace to think it at all time in the mighty name of jesus lord fill my mind with good thoughts of what is right evidence of god's favor is what i'm talking about tonight evidence of god's favor is that you think right about life about yourself and about people lord i receive grace to think right thank you father in jesus mighty name we have prayer father we receive grace to think right we receive grace to obey you we receive grace to be bold and father massive grace to become celebrant this month do it for all of us in jesus name thank you father in jesus name we have prayed